Welcome to Candela. This is Chris. I'm joined as ever by Alan. How are you doing today, Al? Very well, thank you. I'm I'm in my bathrobe for this one. Good. It's a very comfortable podcasting experience. I'm glad. I'm testing out a new setup here. Uh, obviously, quarantine being what it is, got to figure out new ways of doing a home studio. So right now I've got um, a, a, a spare room cot kind of positioned near a bed with a duvet thrown between the two and a, a guitar kind of using as like a central strut to give me some space in here so uh, oh, yeah, yeah. hoping for some the effect <laughs> is much like sound. in the harry potter films where you see him in his little cupboard when he's a kid that's what it looks like chris is in this little little <laughs> cove very comfortable that reference is lost on me because i'm not a fucking nerd but maybe fuck you yeah, I'm, I'm not a nerd <laughs> harry potter's cool i know right am i right <laughs> oh. you're right so yeah, today in an episode, I think it's been a few times lately where we've started talking about something with a guest and then kind of realised that actually there's more to pick out there and we probably don't want to go off on a tangent for half an hour with them, but uh, there are, there's definitely more to talk about. So today we thought we'd have a little chat about titling of work, which is such a huge thing, you know, and it's going to out, outlive you, outlive, you know, any creator, but it doesn't really get spoken about uh, a lot. And it's something you obviously have to rub up against a lot because you're very prolific and you put a lot of work out there. So th- yeah. what's your journey thus far and how do you think about titling your photographs just to begin with? I think most titles of most pictures, including most of my own, are, are really quite cringe and uh, <laughs> a kind of forced necessity, especially with street photography because it's like, you know, you just see something and shoot it quickly. And then you know, and that's pretty much most of the process of <laughs> your thought. And then you're you've got to put some special name on it. It's not so much an issue if you're just you know putting pictures online, but if you start doing exhibitions and you have to start cataloging your your stuff and keeping a track on uh, editions, you've got to change the names of things. So you can't have just all your pictures called London, because yeah, you know, it's like which London which one <laughs> so you have to start coming up with names and that's when uh you come into issues and i i actually um find this process so tricky that uh one of my shows i did in in new york i let two of my mates uh decide all the names that, for, for all the pictures <laughs> um that went on the wall so and i actually used those names uh on, on the cards uh like within reason but yeah it's uh it's it's a really tricky process to and unless you actually have a concept really clear one before you shot it but often that doesn't sound very interesting either like okay i'm going to call this photo um dramatic backlight with uh mm. umbrella scene you know that's a crap yeah, yeah. as you as you say like if you if you're doing a painting at least then you've probably thought ahead of time what you're kind of going for so maybe a title makes more sense but like you say when you're just catching these images on on the fly in the spare of the moment it doesn't really make a lot of sense to have a title at all which uh leads me on to my <laughs> my theory there are there are four types of title for work yeah uh Certainly, certainly in the in the photography realm, I think. So the number one, you've got uh, just going with the place and the date. You know, it's like it's New York, nineteen seventy three, or it's like twenty second of October. That's that's the Bresson style. Bresson loves a bit of that. Paris forty eight. Yeah, which I don't know. I don't know how well that sits with me. I think it it tends to like then really make you focus on on those elements as if they're important. It makes you think about, oh, well, what was going on on that day? Or it, that, it makes it 
makes you think, oh, this is a specifically London image because it's got London right there in title. It makes you think about, which isn't necessarily what you want. Yeah, it could have nothing to do with the city. It could just be, although the the place that a street photograph at least is taken is is kind of relevant. Yeah, it is relevant. It's just sometimes it's not everything. Sometimes it's better. To, it's it's nicer when it seems like a moment that could be happening anywhere than thinking about it as like an authentically Parisian moment. You know. Well, I, I always try and take pictures in a place. Well, I try. Uh, it doesn't always work out. Uh, that you could tell that it's from that place. So, like, if I'm in Kyoto, I'm not gonna necessarily look for scenes that I could just shoot in London. You know, otherwise, what's the point in flying all the way there? Yeah. So like it's it's nice to pair the place with a tradition or an, an image that's at least an indicator of of what's going on there. Otherwise, it's just a, I guess it's just like a cataloging thing for the photographer. Yeah, well, I was going to ask that. It's like, is there a difference between how you title them and how you categorize them? Do you categorize them in a much more kind of mechanical fashion when you've got you know thousands to think of? Well, people do it in different ways. Some people group their photos in style. So, like, let's say you're a landscape photographer, you know, some will be sunsets, some will be the big five or, you know, you know, like shots with big wildlife in it or, you know, some will be nighttime shots, you know, like that. Some people do it by month, which is how I do it. I just I put all my pictures into month folders. So, you know. I could be like, when did I take that shot? Roughly, it was in like, you know, September, you know, or like August of uh, 2017. And then I can just go and find it. It doesn't take too long. I I hate the idea of being like, hmm, which, what photo should I put this for? You know, which folder does this one go into? Hmm. Yeah. I I don't really, I don't like that. And I think it would be a very boring thing to keep doing. But I don't know that. There's no one right way. No, I mean, that makes me think of when we were speaking to Martin Parr and he's kind of gone down the the kind of big data approach of having everything tagged by what what is going on in it, which I I can see makes a lot of sense. But it also feels a bit cold to me somehow to just be like, the, the fact that you can just go into a search like your own mini search engine and type in like dog or like couple and then a load of stuff comes up something about that bums me oh, out man. I, I i would love that <laughs> well yeah i know i can see that uh I, it also really helps to have a a, a team of people like he does <laughs> true <laughs> to help with all that stuff i mean i'd love it yeah i see how it's helpful i just i don't know it makes me think of like if like van gogh could just go in and go type in flares something about that it just seems a bit bums me out i don't know why <laughs> but so that's that's one of your categories yeah that's one category is the kind of date and location the other one that you see a hell of a lot of is just this like very kind of hemingway-esque simple description of what is happening is like boy in dark trousers with balloon <laughs> or like uh, <laughs> you, you know that kind of thing you see that a lot and I kind of sometimes that works really nicely. It has this sort of like blank, like numbness to it that makes you just makes you look at humanity in a weird way, which is kind of interesting. Mm. But then again, at the same time, it, it does it it sort of strips away a, a layer of kind of imagination to me. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with that. Like the picture I took of my granddad on the phone, mm. the one of him at the table. If that was called my granddad old, on the phone, yeah, old would, man uh, with phone, yeah, old old man with cord phone, yeah, yeah, it it, it would uh, obliterate. I think <laughs> that I don't know. For some reason, people have uh, thoughts of that picture more more than most of the things I've done. Like they'll have a uh, something to say about it, or 
and and I think it's because it's just called nothing. Yeah, as mm. in this, it, it has. I've never titled it, and I, I wouldn't title any of my work if I'm being honest. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a good example you bring up there. Like your granddad was such a, a characterful guy, and nothing. The the fact that he's on the phone and you know whatever else is picked if it was picked out in an in a title like age or anything is almost like immaterial to that. It's more about the person and those things really don't matter. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to like dwell on them. Those yeah. So I I I prefer having like a project title and then having you know like a brief description or like a paragraph description of of what that ti- of what the project is and then uh, that's enough kind of to chat and then. <laughs> letting people look at images and and have you know make up their their minds about the pictures themselves a little bit yes that's the second one i see a lot of then the third of the there are four types of title uh the one that i feel like you probably hate the most Uh, i feel like it's just incredibly hit or miss it's just going like really interpretive with it and i think you see this a hell of a lot in paintings probably way less so in photography but is you know to do like a pejorative version would be like void viewed through the prism of a Monday afternoon orange <laughs> you know where yeah. it's just something completely kind of wacky or but the the you know and I appreciate the kind of inventiveness to that and the some you know originality to it but very often I find I find this and it, it bugs me when if I'm in a gallery and I see paintings with with names like that because then to me like as a viewer it just becomes about decoding and I think a lot of people go to the gallery and they see that it's called like you know some absolute jazz madness of a name and they're like right I've, I've now got to figure this out this you know to me art is about like just seeing yourself in it and kind of trying to work out what you enjoy about it and what you see in it but as soon as you've got one of those wacky names it's like okay so how is that what's going on there how how can I figure out this name? And that's just like a, turns it all into a bit of a, an equation that I just think is unnecessary. I don't know what you, you make of that. I took, yeah, I, I'm totally with you on that. I think, uh, it, it, it just pisses me off actually, uh, to be honest, when, when, when you see names like that and it's, and, and often, so like that there, there are some paintings that are really aptly named. I think none more so than like the scream. Mm. When I look at that, I think that's how that should probably, you know, it's an apt title. And then you've got a uh, painting by Grant Wood, the American Gothic. And it's not yeah. necessarily a Gothic. I don't know. It's not like a picture of some gargoyle, but it, it it's, a, it's a very apt title, I think. It is. And it's definitely contributed to that painting becoming so iconic in a way. I think if it was untitled, it actually wouldn't be that term American Gothic has almost come to sum up anything that looks like that now so it's kind of a, a smart move on, on his part exactly. even with the scream there's something about it being the scream rather than just scream or something or scream on a bridge that is really yeah. is really cool it's like it, it makes it seem really sort of like this this moment or like I don't know it's like the queen <laughs> yeah it is it's like, yeah, yeah. It, the, the yeah it's not called man screaming on bridge or person screaming on no. bridge but it's not to say there are times when it's they're they're a little bit um, the titles are a bit kind of ambiguous or somewhat like opaque where I still like them. There's a image as a painting I can't even remember who it's by now, um, and it's very it's very sort of abstract. It's vaguely of like a human form, but it's not really very like discernible who they are, what's going on. Right. But it's just called older and something about like that combination when I look at it just makes me feel like damn like uh, it is slightly moving so i think it is possible but i guess it's just you've got to have a really 
it's got to really add something to the image. Otherwise, it does just become a, an element of confusion, I think. It'd be interesting to to ask some of our up, you know future guests uh, what they think about the the issue of titling. Yeah, because I, th- I imagine it's quite a personal thing. Well, we've got um, Vincent Peters coming up on the show soon, the portrait photographer, and I think he talks about wanting to keep it simple, which, which brings me to my my fourth title of there are four kinds of title, which is just which is just no title, which is in some respects not always possible, but is often very nice when you can get away with it. Yeah, I mean, for most stuff online, uh, I don't think people people mind. You know, for anyone out there who's a photographer who's struggling to name every single picture or come up with a clever thing, you you, you just don't have to. And you know, there, there's this fashionable thing that happens where people are, are putting they're finding like quotes that relate to something in their photo. So, like, let's say it's someone sitting there reading a book. Uh, on the train then they'll either find a quote about traveling on a train or a quote about reading a book yeah i'm not into that uh yeah it's, it's, sometimes it's quite nice uh but but most of the time it just yeah i don't know I, i'm just a big fan of letting a, a, a things stand on its own and l- like you said just just do the talking yeah and uh, well there's another there's well it's not a titling thing but the caption thing is is getting out of hand i think in uh a lot of uh, like documentary photography projects and stuff where the pictures are just becoming more and more abstract and the captions are becoming longer and longer in order to kind of explain what's going on in the picture. And I think that that is a very sad thing. Explain that a little bit more for me. I'm I'm not, um, not understanding that. What's what, Um, what kind of a long caption are we talking? What would it say? You know, like, uh let's say there's a picture so like the subject of the photo is to do with the environment and it will be a picture of a guy or a girl or you know standing in a room holding a plant pot and if you looked at that picture without reading the without the caption you wouldn't know what it was about at all it could be about interior decoration it could be about plant pots it could be about anything and then in order to justify you know that the validity of the photo that there, there comes this huge great whacking paragraph underneath that's like talking about the environment or, or or whatever the point of the picture is and i think it's just a bit lazy for visual artists to go down that route of just letting words explain away essentially what's just not necessarily an interesting picture yeah, I mean, I mean I think... this is highly subjective and it's just my opinion. I know loads of people do it. But I, I find it, uh, if the picture doesn't say enough already, then I don't think words are going to really help it. Well, it makes me think of that um, Joel Merowitz photo where there's the guy, you know, falling down in the street and then a man just sort of happens to be behind him holding a hammer. You know, I don't think he ever really pains himself to be like, this was not, these two things were not related. It was just a strange juxtaposition that happened to happen. You know, it just let, let people figure that out uh, rather yes, than being well, like, yeah. Which is, yes, it. it's always nice to let that happen. Yeah, and to kind of not insult people's intelligence, I suppose. But again, if, if your picture isn't good enough and people can't defer what the point is at all by looking at it, it's my opinion that, that it's just not a good enough image. Mm. The whole point of, I don't really like the term of, of visual storytelling or whatever but the the whole 
point of it is that you can visually tell a story, not not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, just it's not just a graphic novel. Yeah, <laughs> get get into writing. Yeah, it's like it's almost <laughs> like um, words supported by photos rather than photos supported by words. If you see what I mean? Yeah. Interestingly, with with movies, I'm going to like contradict myself a bit because I think I prefer it to make less sense there generally um maybe just because i get really really tired of all the cliches of like so we got the the biggest ones you always see is like whenever there's a biopic now it's the person's first name it fucking kills me so like you know if we were making the the alan shallow biopic we would call it alan in really really <laughs> massive letters you know it's like ray charles it's ray it's uh, you know or, or they do the surname if it's you know abraham lincoln it's lincoln and i'm like okay i get it you want to you want to do like it's almost like a shortcut to saying we are the definitive movie on this you don't need to see any other film this is the film about lincoln and in that case you know what it's daniel day lewis playing him directed by spielberg it probably fucking is but at the same time that kind of annoys me that really big like Amy Winehouse one is called Amy. You could just you could find examples of this just till the end of time. Um, yeah, I, th- of, I think it, that the one on Ayrton Senna is called. <laughs> is it Senna? Funny a, chance. Probably I, not I'm called Ayrton, is it? I'm gonna have a look. Yeah, it's called Senna. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you've made it, it's when you uh, your they use your Christian name. If like if it was a. When it's when it's uh, Senna, you know, it's because you're not no, known well enough as Ayrton. That's that's the goal. So if they ever make one out, you need to be yours needs to be called Alan, not called Shella. That's how you've hit the, oh, <laughs> hit the top the worst strata. Name. Worst name for a film <laughs> ever, <laughs> Alan. That's yeah. a whole he- separate subject. I really dislike my name. <laughs> yeah, so you, so you get a lot of those. You get a lot of films where it's the something, you know, uh, the visitation the the happening i'm just making these up but you get a lot of that which is fine but sometimes <laughs> the visitation it's like, yeah it's, especially with horror films there's a lot of that goes on yeah. um so yeah i think sometimes something a little bit more indirect is quite is quite nice with the film actually well so basically what we said is right if you call your name what it is that's shit if you call it something abstract <laughs> that's shit if you give it no name that's also shit. <laughs> well, yeah, I, but I think that just yeah, you, you're right. But it just highlights that how I feel about it. It's just fucking difficult. It's just I just naming is just not really a fun process ever, and kind of how you approach it is often challenging. It's not a fun part of the of the creative process, I guess. Well, your your first film was called Meniscus. Yeah. Can you explain that titling process? Well. Uh, it was a word I stumbled across that is it's it's well there's a lot of beer in the film so that ties into it once I explain it but it's also just it's the term for when you pour a drink so full that you get like a dome effect on the top where before it starts to pour down the side there's a moment where the liquid hits this kind of dome shape and it's all just surface tension holding it together um and a lot of the film is about in just sort of way people interact and in, in a social setting the kind of the surface tension of it so i just i don't know that one yeah. you know that is a bit that is a bit wanky but i kind of like that one and I, I think it just it's better than if i just called it like i don't know the friends or the brewery or something so i don't know i think some <laughs> Maybe maybe with film it's a little bit <laughs> it's a little bit more open to that kind of thing. I don't know. I'd love to see a horror film set in a brewery. <laughs> I'd be yeah, I'd be into that. Maybe we should make it happen. Drunk drunk zombies. I'm trying to think of films with like names that I like now, actually. 
Yeah, uh, that, that, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, it's interesting. Or that's another thing with with films. Obviously, it's such a commercial thing. It's that, that is why you get so many like Senna type titles as well. It's just because like, well, we need people to go and see this thing, so they need to know within reading the first word about it what it's about, so they can't go for anything too crazy. That does tend to fuck you over a little bit as well. I don't know if um, anyone saw this uh, Noah Baumbach film Marriage Story that came out. Uh, was it this year, end of last year, with uh, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson? And it's <laughs> it's really fucked up because it's just entirely about a divorce. So it suckers you in with marriage stories. So you think you're probably going to get some kind of like levity and uh, positivity in it. And it's relentlessly bleak to a point where the person I was, I saw it with in the cinema who'd been through a divorce actually had to leave halfway through because they were like, no, can't do it. So too, <laughs> I think that film yeah. fucked over a lot of people with uh, with that title. Yeah. My, my granddad told me a story once. He went to go see A Clockwork Orange uh, and he was like, not into that kind of film he he went with my grandmother like when it came out thinking that it was a musical by barbara streisand or something and uh realized halfway through that barbara was not indeed coming out of <laughs> at all, so they had to leave <laughs> but that wasn't because of the title that's just because they went into the wrong room i think I like that. Yeah, no, I mean, there there are a lot of good movie titles. I'm looking at Knives Out from this year. That was good. There Will Be Blood. That's a great movie title. Mm. A Quiet Place is a nice kind of euphemistic way of talking about the fact in that horror movie that if you make a sound, you're going to get eight. One one thing, one I couldn't understand, this goes back to my the thing, was uh, the, that Scorsese film, The Irishman, which is uh, based on a book, a nonfiction book about uh, mafia called I Heard You Paint Houses. And which is what uh, they would go up and say to this. That's a much better title. It's such a good title. It's what they so that's their kind of their winking way of going up to that guy who is an assassin and saying, "I heard you paint houses," as in like you paint the walls with their blood. Like that's such a fucking good name. How did you put that to one side and call it the Irishman? That just blows my mind. <laughs> Damn it, Marty! What a shame. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like that film. It's it's a funny one, that isn't it? Yeah. But it's almost like people don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's like as if it's like irreverent to suggest that yeah. he made a bad, a bad gangster film. <laughs> it's so true. It just, there's a lot of reviews that just sort of like very respectful and then move on. <laughs> yeah, I know, which is it's interesting. Like, I think if it was made by someone else, maybe people would be like, ah, oh, they're just trying to be like Scorsese, but it hasn't got any of the flair. <laughs> yeah. And that makes me think of um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well, which I actually, I love, but like I always think of the poor people that maybe only don't, only don't have like, because I mean, you really, that's such a portrait of like LA and Hollywood and, and classic cinema, which is great if you're into it. If you're not, probably not so much. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that saw it was called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is this wonderful fantasy name. And the poster's got Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio on it. And they know it's by Tarantino. And they're like, man, this is going to be a barrel of laughs. There's going to be a lot of action. And then it's got like a really very, very slow-paced film about a very specific moment in the life of Los Angeles. <laughs> I know, I know. That 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 threw me a curveball as well, that film. <laughs> it, it, that's the one for repeat watches, I think. On second watch, I liked it way, way more than the first time. We should make a film with a really misleading title. Call it like 1941, <laughs> but it's actually about... It's futuristic. ...the time... 7:41 p.m. and it's just like it's just a guy in his flat making dinner on his own just a short film 
we can call it 1917 but yeah it's just about 17 minutes past seven in, in yeah 17 evening. minutes past seven or, or call it like 1939 to 1945 and people think it's a film about world war ii and it's actually just standing like in front six, of the microwave six six minutes of a guy's life in his flat <laughs> all right we'll, we'll get right on that we'll get on that but if there's anything to uh, to glean from this absolute nonsense today, I think it's your point about like sometimes just being confident about it if you can and not thinking, oh, I need to come up with a name for this and like just having some confidence in your work to definitely if you're if it's a photography and you're posting it to just be, let it speak for itself. Absolutely. And if it doesn't speak for itself, uh, go and shoot it again. Yeah, the the most iconic photographs in history. You don't need to need, you know, you, you can think of them. You don't you don't need the name to imagine them. You've got the image of it rather than, yeah, necessarily knowing the title. Very true. All right, oh, I'll, I'll leave you to it. I'll, please don't change out of a bathrobe today if you can go the full day. It's a, it's oh, a good no, day. I am. I am. It's time, unfortunately, to get on with my day and hit the streets. Try and be a, yeah, hit the streets on my bike. We'll see. There's probably going to be no, no one out there as usual. Well, just as a, a closing thought, what would you what would you name a photo series about COVID? Oh Jesus! Should I call it the the absence? Yeah, I quite like that. I don't know. I this <laughs> that is a someone was asking me this the other day. They were like, "How do you think uh, the coronavirus period is going to be? Is going to work through film and art and everything?" And I'm like, "I think a lot of." great stuff is going to get made as in written or whatever during this time just because everyone's got time on their hands when they're probably feeling a little bit all over the shop which is generally good creatively so i think jerking a coronavirus film is already in the works well this is the thing i mean i think a lot of things that aren't related to coronavirus are going to get made that are going to be wonderful but i don't know in terms of in terms of things that are actually about it really where you go with it there's obviously going to be the one big like you know, like they made that film, you know, there's a film about a big terrorist attack about there was a couple on like 9-11. There'll be one, you know, massive, probably directed by Paul Greengrass film about like the coronavirus outbreak and, you know, how it was covered up in China and X, Y and Z. But in terms of things that just sort of riff on it, it just seems really difficult. If I try and sit down and think about writing a script on my mind just goes very blank about actually about COVID. Yeah. It's not a very cinematic apocalypse we've been given unfortunately well, someone out there will be doing it someone out there will have they will it. yeah godspeed all right all right take care you too buddy